and welcome. It's uh, it's Papa's Basement. I'm your host, John Papa Giorgio, and this is host Molly Heckerling. Hi, Molly. Ooh, you didn't even lead with co-host. You just gave me straight up host. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> give me give me three more weeks at this apparent rate of interest in my own podcast, and you can have it. <laughs> um, how much are you paying me to take it? I, you know what, to keep the episodes flowing, I'm willing to go upwards of $27 an episode. Ooh, that's as much as a Bernie Sanders donation. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Socialist podcast, Mama's Bat Cave, starring Molly Kekulli. <laughs> Mama's Bat Cave, oh my god. <laughs> Is that what Jason calls your privates? <laughs> he actually calls them Narnia. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, so they would be the wardrobe then? <laughs> yeah. You know, lots of storage space. <laughs> yes, your tits would be the lion and the witch. Yeah, it's an, my tits are really more of an allegory for Jesus. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> like, uh, what is it, Sam Worthington or Washington? <laughs> who is it? That, <laughs> was uh, it Werther's original? Yeah, who had it that had that amazingly intense 12-month career where he starred like an avatar and that fourth Terminator film. Oh, my God. And then just disappeared. I mean, I'm the wrong person to ask because Jason was watching The Hobbit the other night. And I was like, who's that guy? And he's like, Orlando Bloom. Oh, so you just don't. You're like face blind. I, I kind of am. And it's really shitty because it's like it it has um it has nothing to do with anything. And it's a fucking liability to have facial blindness, especially when you're trying to, like, network in the entertainment industry mm-hmm. and you're just like, literally any white dude with a beard could be anyone. Oh, yeah. I, um, it's funny that you can tell apart the non-whites. I'm bad with all of them. I'm bad with all of them. It's awful. And it's like, because, yeah, facial blindness, it's like if it, you're talking about someone who isn't white takes on mm-hmm. a racial connotation. See, um, I have facial blindness, too, but by that I mean after I take a facial, I can't see so well. <laughs> You're like, I have it. It's called hysterical blindness. <laughs> yeah. I'm hysterically laughing up all the yum-yum from my face. <laughs> completely focused on that. Right, but I told, no, I told you the story about, like, the first time Caitlyn Jenner appeared on the cover of that magazine. And like, and you're I, like that really looks like Bruce Jenner. What's no, I was like, wow, Courtney Cox looks amazing. She's put <laughs> on some weight. She looks healthy. Um, and then I was like, why does it say call me Caitlyn? And then I was like, oh, she's probably like acting in something, and she's just super method. Um, <laughs> um she's super meth. She's very thin. Oh, bless. That's how she keeps it, the magic alive. Yeah. Oh, no. I Before we get to the, the crux of everything, though, yeah, we'll just do that aside for the millionth time. Courtney Cox, my favorite of the three Friends gals. Mm-hmm. I don't even think that was ever an active debate. And it always broke my heart. I always, during, because Friends, this is actually timely, even mm-hmm. though I'm leaning on it through, like, my 90s childhood viewing of Friends, I always felt like it was just like accepted that everyone wanted to give it to old Aniston right yeah for sure and I was like no man Courtney Cox is the winner here and of course if anyone said like that they wanted to bang Kudrow out of the three they were immediately driven out of the tribe for being insane (laughs) you're like why the fuck would you want to have sex with that giraffey dumbass (laughs) (laughs) yeah really Lisa Kudrow's hot though I mean in her own right um but, like, yeah, Jennifer Aniston was the deified one. And every fucking girl in the 90s got that stupid haircut. Yeah, um, what's really funny is, like, at the time, I don't even remember that it was stupid. Like, I was just like, oh, yeah, that's, like, hot girl hair. You know what I mean? But, like, yeah, well, was it, like, multi-tiered? Is that what made it stupid? I'm trying to remember. Like, it was one height in the front, and then it kind of faded back. It was, like, layered in the front, so it had these, like, you know, these ends that would sort of fray in front of your face a little bit. So Um, she, like, had a haircut like a fucking amphitheater seat, (laughs) right? 
yeah I don't know it was just it was a very it was a very good time to be like that sandy blonde sort of like middle of the road looking person but Courtney you're right Courtney Cox was my favorite one on the show too because it's like I loved someone with really wound up anal retentive Virgo energy and yeah I just I there was something about the the fucking the dark hair and shit I don't know she always did it for me she was like naturally hot like fucking Jennifer Aniston is goddamn half Greek, so she had like the fucking <laughs> beak whittled down, and she like Aww. she used to be a chonker. Like she, she. Was well, now like, you're just making me like her even more. <laughs> yeah, like I think, honest to God, her first appearance anywhere was on the Stern Show, like as an unnamed Nutrisystem girl, being like, "Hey, it works. I'm not fat anymore." I mean, good for her. Yeah, oh yeah, completely. Climb the ladder. Anna Nicole died talking that shit, but Jennifer Aniston used it to climb her way to, like, movie status. Oh, yeah, no. I I like how self-loathing I am, the man that's, like, dropped 80 pounds, and I'm like, even if they're hot now, don't let <laughs> that shit slide. You're like that fat-nosed fucking Greek bitch. <laughs> <laughs> John Papa George. Named me. <laughs> Molly's like, what? <laughs> Nothing, Molly. Right in slip. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so just just that's my little friend's tidbit. Always was, always will be for the Courtney Cox. I mean, I guess she looks kind of she looks something of her age these days. How what an unforgivable sin, Molly, a woman looking her age. Blood. How dare she age naturally and gracefully? Yes. No, my friend Alex was talking about this too, because we were talking about like, you know, all the ways celebrities sort of like, you know, approach aging and plastic surgery. And mm-hmm. he thought that Courtney Cox did it right because he was like, She got a bunch of Botox at one point and like froze her face and mm-hmm. then you freeze your face so you don't get any lines and then by the time it like wears off you're like 50 and you look amazing because oh. um, i don't know i have no idea what i'm gonna i mean i've always looked like shit so i guess aging sucks a little less oh. when you're when you're just like eh, i've always it, been Molly. a five um but like everybody who gets like you think the tens have farther to fall they do. It's far more disillusioning to be, like, young and hot and then to all of a sudden be, like, jowly and frumpy and, like, middle-aged. Yeah. It's got to be a total mind fuck. Oh, poor Bill uh, Murray. Poor Bill Murray. She used to be so smoking hot. The, the fucking, that tight apple took us of his. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember how, how hot he was as the maiden clue? Oh, yeah. Like those giant fat tits and that lace. I'll never forget it as long as I live. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the options are to like literally tighten your face, like, you know, fucking parchment paper on a roll with like a facelift or mm-hmm. to like freeze it with Botox or to get injectables and look like you just have a big puffy, stupid fucking face. So you get injected to become Irish. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you get injected to look like a bloated Irish alcoholic. Meanwhile, I'm just like, just become an alcoholic. (laughs) (laughs) Jewish Molly over here like, look, alcoholism is not reserved just for the Irish. Am I pasty ginger? Yes, but. (laughs) But I can also be bloated. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, all right, Molly, we haven't recorded in a month. We're yes. kicking off the rust. So mm-hmm. far, so okay. Okay. So far, so passable. <laughs> um, Who's listening? <laughs> yeah. You, you had like a corporate sponsor you wanted to take down, right? Like a corporation. Mm-hmm. I, have a, be... I have a vendetta against Carvana. <laughs> nice. Okay. So you drink like an Irishman and you vendetta like a wop. I do. I'm I'm becoming one of those people who says, let me speak to your supervisor, and this is unacceptable. Um, and um, no, and then I apologize to the person that I'm speaking to, because it's really not their fault. Like, I'm the worst person at they're, calling anyone. They're just anyone over in the Philippines ask. at a call center, yeah. Yeah, like, I'm the worst, because like, I'm such a, like, a nice fucking doormat of a person, Um Probably because I'm also, like, on the other side of pathological narcissist. But, like, I can't stand up to anyone on the phone. Mm-hmm. So even though I'm getting, like, screwed up the ass with no lube by Carvana because they said our vehicle would be delivered, like, a month ago. 
you know, even beyond the so window. This is you, you have moved because it's been so long since we've done the show. Let's, let's backtrack a little bit because I told literally no one that I moved to Vermont. Okay. Um, so this is actually the big news for the world. Do you have friends that listen to the show? This is big news for the world of five people that are that you've brought to me. the the mix. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, and um, so congrats. You you had been living in the the Heckerling compound, Heckerling Manor. So it was you, your. Baby daddy, your two kids, your mm-hmm. mom, and mm-hmm. your mom's mom. Yes. All in one building. And yes, and the wealth of treadmills and Hitler posters that I stand to inherit. So I know that your mom has three different treadmills in the one house. How did I forget the Hitler posters? Well, she's like obsessed with World War II. In the sense where it's like, how could this have happened? But also fascinated by the level the of statism. The efficiency. I think for someone with OCD, it's like, wow, you really got the shit done. Um, <laughs> Look, he made the ovens run on time. He was, I know, right? He painted an entire afternoon. He painted an entire apartment in one afternoon. <laughs> Two coats. Um, no, it's like she... It's like a love-hate thing. She even said to me once, she was like, you know, Hitler was a vegetarian, and he was anti-smoking, and we have the same initials. And it's like, okay. <laughs> Look, I just think he would have been an amazing director, okay? <laughs> I mean, in a sense, being a dictator is just like being a really great director. Um <laughs> but your entire crew kills themselves in a bunker afterwards, so maybe he wasn't the best director. <laughs> I think he would have done good things with Alicia Silverstone, Molly. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'm just saying, I think he could have directed Fast Times. <laughs> he could have gotten Phoebe Cates to take her tits out. <laughs> and then he would have fucking killed half the crew. <laughs> he would have murdered Art Linson. Um oh. Yeah, um, so it was kind of a cracked out place to be, and um, and, and like most of my life decisions, I think I made this in a superstition-fueled panic, because that's the only way I know how to make well, life changes. Okay. So I, when we started talking, like, more than, which is, we're hitting about a year that you and I have, like, talked all the time as friends and shit. Mm-hmm. Like that was, I think you were like, no, uh, you were loaded on New Year's Eve. You were actually the one who was like, oh yeah, it's New Year's. Happy New Year's. It was, was New Year's and you were trying to watch the ball drop with your mom and she paused the TV to like interject in our conversation and then you guys literally missed the ball dropping because of me. Yeah. And then she hit play <laughs> like after like a five minute pause and I was just on the phone with you and you were like, oh, by the way, Happy New Year. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Mommy, pause the ball drop, you stupid bitch." Uh, it was a joint effort. I helped in fucking it up. No, it was like everyone was asleep. I, my friend Amanda, even at the time, was just like, "The whole year is determined by how you feel in the first twenty minutes, so don't come over for New Year's because you're gonna fuck up my whole year somehow." Yeah, it was, <laughs> and it was like me giving my whole spiel about vitamin D and fish oil that I give to, like, anyone that I care about and want to, like, better themselves. And everyone does one course of fish pills and is like, oh, it made my burp smell like trout ass and they never go back to it. And, yeah. I mean, it's sort of the same with garlic supplements where you're like, I can feel this being good for my heart, but I'm tired of burping up a pizza all the fucking yeah. time. Um. But yeah, it's been like a the bank thinks I'm Italian. Year. My credit took a hit. <laughs> what? I said the bank thinks I'm Italian, and my credit took a hit. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch, mama so, mia. So the entire time I've known you, like, and especially like early on, you were like, "Hey, I think like you know, there's a twenty percent chance the grid is going down. Maybe, maybe more." 
and it's not the grid it's just more the weather and the climate where okay. i'm like I, I i've always wanted to move back to california and then when mm-hmm. it became a matter of like do i think i could evacuate a burning hellfire with all my children it was like i don't even want to chance it yeah you're um, like i can't take these fuckers to the pool right <laughs> I, I don't want to handle an evacuation i mean you know it's uh, I'm sure that I'm being like overly dramatic in some ways, um, but it just felt we like Gen Zers oh. call it extra. Yeah, I was being a little extra. Mm. I felt like shit's about to get like really real, and maybe it's just a vibe. But like, I'm gonna be chewy and move to Vermont, so that's why <laughs> then. Um, I didn't know that last word, so I'll just pretend you said Jewy. <laughs> I'm gonna be Jewy. No, Jewy was one of those like Gen Z words that existed for five seconds because the second millennials heard about it, they ruined it on Twitter by making awful jokes. Oh, right on. Okay. Like we do. The staple yeah. of our generation is to ruin things before they begin by knocking them on Twitter. Like my future. Okay. <laughs> okay, like so every relationship I've ever had. You were, but yeah, you were always big on Vermont, and the past couple of months, like you, you secured property. You know, not really in like bumfuck. You're kind of in a, a nicer place. It's city-ish. Yeah, I mean, I uh, we found a house that was like moderately priced, and that was the other thing was like, you know, if you're not trying to live in New York or LA, which are like the fucking most expensive cities because everyone wants, like New York has gotten fucking ridiculous. They've tripled rents since the pandemic has started. Like it's fucked what they're doing to people. I mean, yeah, it, uh, it has gotten to a point. There was someone I was talking to a couple weeks ago on hinge and Mm -hmm. she, I think actually might've had even an improv background and did improv there. And like, maybe she was she, like, the improv has really gone downhill since the pandemic. I, I mean, like, she was of that, you know, like fucking twenty nine, like so young enough where you'd still be like, f fuck finances. If it's like a place I want to live, I want to live there. Mm-hmm. And even she was like, it's just not livable anymore. <laughs> like, you just you can't. Uh, it anymore she's like i'm so happy to be here in northern virginia where it's like i can afford to some degree a unit that has a fucking washer and dryer in it you know like just these i mean at a certain point man new york really needs to be like yeah we can't charge fucking 4500 a month for a goddamn five-floor pre-war walk-up thing, you know, like... It's not sustainable, and it's, like, it's weird, because even if you can't afford it, like, it sort of feels like living in a gift shop, in a way, where mm-hmm. it's, like, I don't know, it's it's overpriced. Like, kids are trying to stuff you down their pants and walk out <laughs> without paying for you, that kind of thing. Like, it's just full of children throwing tantrums with their rich parents. Mm. And I was one of them, so I was like, I mean, I don't want to do this anymore. No, I mean, buy me a farm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want to play Baby Boom. I'm Diane Keaton now. <laughs> <laughs> That's the plan. I'm going to make my own baby applesauce and watch the grid go down. No, I don't know. I just, yeah, I read a Guardian article that was talking about climate change, and it had a, a list of, like, best to worst for all the places you can live in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And um, the best were, like, Michigan, Minnesota, Vermont, um, Maine, Massachusetts. And then the middle is, like, New York, L.A., and then the bottom is, like, all the southern states, like Florida, Texas. Yes, which are Georgia. literally going to become sub-Saharan. <laughs> Oh, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be like Dune or Mad Max. I feel like they'll they'll love it. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Like, finally, the gun really will be the only law. Yeah, they'll get tougher, I'll get weaker, and eventually the Civil War will happen, and mm-hmm. I'll lose the house in Vermont. Joke's um, uh, on you. Did you yeah. have to... <laughs> One guy's got a gun, I got my bottled water. Who's going to go thirsty? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Molly, he'll just shoot you for the bottle. Yes, exactly. (sighs) Cool. So you are in Vermont. I am in Vermont. And you you need to get transportation. 
I do and Carvana um we we ordered a vehicle and the purchase went through like last month and Mm -hmm. it's supposed to be a five to 15 day window from when the purchase goes through to when you get your vehicle and it still hasn't come yet um and it hasn't even been um approved for shipment yet so it's just sort of like now is Carvana used or new or um they do I think they do both okay but it's like yeah use and it's like you know oh we'll drive you happy with our car vending machines and it's like you guys fucking suck and um it's just really disorganized so what what did you grab may I ask um it's a Toyota RAV4 okay I'm sure it's a total mom car. I'm sure it's something that's good in the snow. Like it's like the amount. I need this move, and I'm just like, this does not suit me. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I mean, it is a woman (laughs) car. Like I, the the percentage of women in my life that I have slept with that own Rav fours has to be like one in three. I love that it's like the yeah. It's like I've reached the pinnacle of white womanness, where I'm like, where's my Rav four? I want to speak to your supervisor. <laughs> Great. I mean, it's a fun little car. I don't know what to say. Like you, you and your brethren seem to love it. Yeah, no, it's gonna be great. I'm gonna drive my my kids around to soccer practice, and I'm gonna fucking pretend I'm a suburban goy and try to fit yeah, in here. Pretty much, like <laughs> if you're on, if you are anywhere even close to where I live, like the three markers of femininity are like unprotected <laughs> sex with me, rap for ownership, and live, laugh, love somewhere in your house. Oh, God. Okay, well, I've got one out of three, then. (laughs) (laughs) The live, laugh, love thing. I don't even know if I could stomach that. I would just be like, you know, die, cry, hate. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Dance like everyone is watching and they hate you. (laughs) See, you missed your calling making shirts for Forever 21. (laughs) Oh, I I should reconsider. I should do so, some. Remember when everyone we knew was doing some e cards? That was like an everyone's yes. bio. Some e cards. Oh my god! <laughs> you really took me back to Twitter circa like oh nine. <laughs> Let's Where... get nostalgic for eleven years ago. Yeah. Oh Jesus! Do you remember <laughs> when we thought that platform actually could launch a career? I mean, and it happened for three people. It happened, yeah. It happened for like Dana Donnelly, Gianmarco Serrazi, and Jenny Hogan, and everyone else. It's yeah. just like, I guess we'll just stay here sucking. Yeah, I really poured my all into that Twitter account, but it's also like horrifically offensive stuff by the standards of today. I, I poured my very little into it. Oh, no. Oh, do. my God. The amount of like the effort. In terms of like my writing ability, what through the years into AOL instant messenger away messages, like MySpace posts I can no longer read, and then tweets from like 12 years ago that were witty as shit. Like I pissed it all away. That was all my good writing. (laughs) It's all spent. Like I feel like a middle-aged woman getting dumped for the secretary. I'm like, I gave you the best years of my life. <laughs> it's like the Cinderella complex of social media addiction. Yeah, it, I pissed it all away on nothing. And mm-hmm. I have dick all the show for it. I'm not even getting half in the divorce. <laughs> I but, turned you into the platform that you are, and this is how you use me. <laughs> and the worst shit is the rare items that do get retweeted by, like, bots or other shit just combing for random keywords, it's always the most offensive and embarrassing crap I've ever put out there. Like, I think at one point, I just had a tweet that was like, do you remember when Montana Fishburne, uh, Larry's kid, fucking did the porn? Who's Larry Fishburne? <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne, who uh, oh, they like Lawrence in Thank Apocalypse you. Now though went by Larry Fishburne. <laughs> so I'm gonna much like you talk about Robert De Niro of your friends as Bobby. My father. Yeah, I, I was like, I was I was at the Olive Garden with Larry the other night. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Larry okay. Fishburne, no, one of the Stooges. Keep up. <laughs> so 
uh, his kid, this was, I don't know, early 2010s. So Kim Kardashian had already ruined the world. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, oh, you know what? Like, porn is a way to start a career. So, like, Montana Fishburne, who was fucking gorgeous, by the way, mm-hmm. like, just like, fucking shot on to the scene by being like oh here's a very hardcore sex tape i filled with my then boyfriend and i think i had like this was back when i was reading if you remember the trying to remember what would tyler durden do and other like gossip rags like that which had was that like chicken soup for the soul for sad white guys or something it was just like yeah it was like fucking angry edgelords who were kind of funny but you know still just all this weird fucking you know tier three c-list stars putting the c and c-list stars um getting written about like these guys would it was this weird cycle where they would pay like photo services i don't i don't even think they went to like paparazzos directly mm-hmm. and um they got, like, photos of celebrities and then, like, said either shitty things about them or were like, I want to fuck, you know, celeb XYZ. And in the the mix for all this stuff, you know, like, I remember at one point they were like, oh, guess what? Like, fucking Lawrence Fishburne's kid did porn. And so I remember, like, those photos making the rounds, like, really nice-looking clothed lingerie photos. Like, I guess the shit that went on the cover of the the VHS box that was you know, three times the normal <laughs> tape. Yeah, and but... I tweeted like I'm one of those and it was like you know less Lawrence Fishburne more Montana Fishburne and I'll be goddamned if like every six months that thing doesn't get a new retweet and I'm just like oh fucking kill me because <laughs> now you yeah you just sound like a fucking like douche circa 2010 I really like do yeah like, I might as well just put on the backwards red cap and the cargo shorts. I mean, I know that's like another 10 years back from that. But yeah, not, I don't know. Wouldn't be my cup of tea, comedian. It's not even that funny. But the funny thing is, every time it gets retweeted, I start looking up her pics and bust one out. <laughs> the story of the happy You know, like, you're free, for old time's sake, I want to relive the heyday of my good tweet. <laughs> yeah, my good Jack in years. You mean your sexual prime? Sure. But... You're not even jacking it to her you're just jacking it. You're good yeah. i'm jacking it to the memory of me jacking it to her mm-hmm. it's jackception uh well yeah i uh yeah i was unfamiliar i guess you learn something new every day there's so mm-hmm. many parts of our own you know recent history that just i i missed Oh, yeah, this might shock you. She went on to do nothing and apparently has an anti-drug habit. Aw. Yeah. I don't think it's fair for you to call it a nasty drug habit. I'm sure it's a very nice drug habit. You're right. How foolish of me. (laughs) I remember, yeah, she was, uh, I think what happened one of, after one of those retweets, I like started Googling her again, not just to find the photos. And I was like, just to stalk her lightly. Yeah, just to find her Twitter, much like I befriended you. (laughs) And it was, like, news of her, you know, like, fucking umpteenth arrest in Florida or some crap. And her kind of, like, looking back on a life misspent, or at least a decade, really, that I don't think anyone would consider a triumph. No shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at Macaulay Culkin. He bounced back-ish. Sure. You know, there's yeah. a path to redemption for all of us. She can't be too old. No one tell Molly that she's thinking of Kieran. <laughs> oh shit! Paint, damn you, facial blindness. Yeah. Uh, you know what? We can go out on that. Me getting my Culkins mixed up? Sure. No, <laughs> that was a good callback. I liked it. We can go back. We we got we knocked off a little bit of the rust. Now that you're actually moved in, we can like record with some regularity. We can, and you don't want to touch upon the reason for your hiatus or your sure, move to Hinge it. or whatever? Uh, yeah, I mean, the reason that I have not been recording is not only getting out there and living, by which I mean a variety of cheap coffee dates, because <laughs> why throw down real money? Like, fuck it. And I'm, I'm, I don't want to say de facto sober, because I'll dabble now and again, but yeah, like, so... For all of my my hinge datery, because yes, I've engaged in many of the hinge dates. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I start off with like just a, a tea shop kind of, you know, go <laughs> have some coffee, have some tea, that kind of crap. Like I want to be sober. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to spend a lot of money. I don't. If I'm offended, I want to fling a scalding fluid in someone's face. <laughs> Love it. It's liquid hot cancel culture in your face. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, excuse you. Those are not my pronouns. <laughs> How dare you mention my pectorals? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I am not to be ogled, you harlot. <laughs> and... Yeah, I've been doing that, and I've actually had a lot of live performances. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, mean, I told you, I watched your, your storytelling performance, and it was really great. Thank um, you. That is the one I'm proud of. There's also some really bad improv I did with the very talented Michael Johnson, which uh, I, I don't even know. Did we talk about this on the show? Like the, I think we might have mentioned. No, we didn't. Mm. The, the three nights of improv. We did not. Okay, because there's so much we've covered. Just <laughs> That's the name other. of your porn. <laughs> yes, three, three nights of yes and yes, and yeah, I uh, I was involved. And if we covered all this on a previous show, this is we how did. okay. This is how far, how long it's been. Because mm-hmm. I think we last recorded late August, and I think it was an episode with you but if not then sure i wish i had some tea to throw in your face right now for not remembering (laughs) (laughs) um it might have been me i you know i'm also like uh i have a nasty drug habit like Lawrence fishburne's daughter so i'm also an addicted hollywood fail son who doesn't remember things (laughs) well why don't you just have sex with jason in his tripod nobody wants to buy the tapes john you know what our our biggest deepest best we have two listeners that would die for us brenda bren and nate gonzalez they would each buy a copy and they they're both latin so they each have 10 20 30 siblings they could buy the tapes for it too well that's sweet of them i just i don't want just some friend related pity yank i want <laughs> do, you know do you know what's hilarious they really are like i mean like my friend our friend i should say sarah <laughs> listens as well but like nate and brenda are the two kind of people i organically met through promoting the show Mm-hmm. And because they are both Latin, I'm just like, we really kill with that demo. <laughs> it's like in the back of my head. Like, for the past decade, somewhere in this ego of mine is like, I fucking kill with the Hispanic community. <laughs> it's like Donald Trump being like, I'm big. Where's my black? Where's my Hispanic listeners? <laughs> There he is. There's my bag in the audience. <laughs> oh my uh, god, that was priceless. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, no, I had a couple of weeks ago uh, such a, a run of improv shows that I was like, I think I'm done with this. And then I had the successful storytelling show, mm-hmm. and I really was like, you know what, improv can suck an egg. But now starting a eight-week improv class coming up next fucking week, so I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> I'm a hypocrite. Um Anyhow, yes, I did three nights of shows. The the first was at Washington Improv's Improvapalooza. Oh, my God. <laughs> which, first of all, first of all, this is, and look, I'm not saying this is a bad thing. It's It's got to be the wokest space I enter. I know that for some of my listeners, some of my friends, they're like, the whole woke thing can fucking suck an egg, whatever. I'm like, look, I am completely whatever. Let there be some spaces where the gays can be level 11 gay. You know what I mean? And Let fucking... there be all the spaces where anyone can be whatever the exactly. fuck they want. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm so tired of any time someone sees a black person, they're just like, woke culture. And it's like, yeah. oh, shut the fuck up. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, all I do is grab my wallet. Um, no. <laughs> you're like i'm gonna pay this person for sex i don't care who you are <laughs> yeah <laughs> mouth to mouth yeah. 
Uh, You're very tolerant. (laughs) I really am. (laughs) Um, So the Washington Improv Theater, like, (laughs) I I may be as straight enough, white enough male. Like straight passing, white passing. Can you so. ever be straight enough or white enough? <laughs> I, not in my Christian America, Molly. Um, but yeah, I guess I'm not their target demo. Like they're not looking to court me come 2022. And I'm fine with that. I don't give a fuck. Like for real. Like again, I, I'm not joking when I say let the broads and the gays have their place. <laughs> like, but uh, the. The Improvapalooza, and again, I say all this to circle back to, the fucking, the Palooza word kind of has an offensive background. So I'm shocked that people, you know what, you know what fucking the Palooza thing is, right? No, I do not. So I forget organically if Lollapalooza doesn't mean (laughs) some sort of party or something, but we would make... In the Pacific Theater in World War II, mm-hmm. we would make anyone in a fucking comms call say it because the Japanese would say Rara Parusa. <laughs> and that's how we would smoke them out. I shit you not. <laughs> Joke a drunk uncle told me, but it's fucking true. One of my fucking focuses in my worthless history major was World War II. And I can testify to the veracity of Rara Perusa. <laughs> You're like, look, I've seen some very informative Dr. Seuss cartoons from that time. Yeah. Yeah, look, I've I've watched a lot of porn with a lot of black bars over a lot of eyes. Like yeah. I'm familiar with their culture. <laughs> So, I've oh, <laughs> seen a lot of pixelated genitals in my day. Uh, yeah, so it always makes me laugh when these very safe spaces do the Palooza thing. Because I'm like, if you only knew, sir. Or I mean, you could, you're missing a golden opportunity to be the well-actually person and actually be justified. Actually, you know, not just be like the asshole white guy doing it, but be the, the one who's like, I'm actually more woke than all the woke people. Yeah, but it would still get me kicked out. And I'd be like, why? And they'd be like, because you pulled at your eyelids while you said it. So. <laughs> uh, yeah. <Because> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, through uh, a shit bit of scheduling, I wound up uh, tapping in for some of the, 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 the Improvapalooza concept was like, get this, for your improv show ideas that are too offbeat, to be a mainstream show, you could try them here. Now, Molly, if there's one thing improv comedy will never be accused of being, it's a fucking mainstream darling, like a seller of tickets. Like, to me, like, I'm not going to rat out any other names, but, like, a couple improvisers who are on the same page as me, we were like, here's a novel concept for a show. How about you make one that puts asses in seats and that makes people laugh? How's that for something you haven't tried before? Um, but no, this was uh, the cue for like pretty much all the drama kids to take their, their already weird shit to like fucking 11 out of 10 on the air. <laughs> and I did what was called open call. And I was like, look, I can, I will join whatever dog shit shows require no rehearsal <laughs> for between midnight and 2 a.m. on Friday. Cause I was like, fuck it. When am I ever going to get to perform at 2 a.m. in goddamn Washington DC again? Which is true. Like even our stand up, everything dries up by 2 a.m. This is just a <laughs> fluke occurrence. And so I, I signed up to join and I wound up part of three shows. I think one of them was called uh Let's Let's Count to A Million. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it might have been five hundred or something <laughs> like that. Like because uh, usually there's a improv game where you're you're like, hey, give me give me five of, you know, like failed Wu-Tang Clan singles or something like that, you know, or like fucking serial names that never took off in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Shit like that. And so we did 500 randomly called out things. Mm-hmm. So that was a bust. I mean, <laughs> it, was, it was just a throwaway five-minute show. And I got off stage and I felt dirty because pretty much like I was just the, the fucking plug-and-play for like the people that actually did things at this theater. 
Um, and then okay. I had, and then I had two more to go. Then there was like the sex positive kink thing, where we kind of like all scream out filthy, vile sex acts, and then we all have to support each other. And then you all have to do them to each other. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But they had to be like PC sex acts. So I couldn't like talk about boning a kid or something. You know. couldn't do like dirty Sanchez. You could, as long as it was consenting adults. That was really like the only. Uh... But you're like, I couldn't go full blown Gary Glitter, and I felt censored. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like okay. I couldn't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I I couldn't talk about undressing little children, and really, where's the comedy to be found? Then right? you're like, I know that they're not exactly courting my kind anymore, but I really just want to joke about banging the Full House era Olsen twins. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when everyone's like. When there's grass on the field, play ball. And I was like, when there's grass on the field, call the game. <laughs> <laughs> I heard one of the, okay, so um, I have a, a friend who's very lovely and sweet and just the kindest person ever, but he's told me some very disgusting jokes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, one of them was like, you know, oh, what's the best part about fucking a newborn in the ass? Feeling the intestines pop. <laughs> Wow. And the other one was like, what do you do if there's no grass on the field? You flip her over and play in the mud. Like, people (laughs) used to just be really fucked up with, like, the offensive gallows humor. And then when everything sort of, like, nature the other way. You can drop Gilbert's name. (laughs) I wish it was Gilbert. It sounds like a Gilbert setup. I wish he was alive so I could feed him the material and have him steal it. (laughs) Um, no, Gilbert didn't joke about the things he did for real. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Molly. Uh, that's, that's no laughing matter. <laughs> Pedophilia is something I take very seriously. <laughs> Pat in my membership in the Knights of Columbus. <laughs> Nambla Schmambla. <laughs> Oh, God rest his smutty soul. Oh, Gilbert. Pour, pour out a little baby KY. And then, uh, yeah, and then the third thing I was a part of was the hot sauce thing, where we were supposed oh to God. just take shots of hot sauce. And uh, it was a perfect coda to my last stage time for the night here. It was just me not even hopping in the scene, slowly <laughs> sipping hot sauce until literally my vision blurred. These weren't even actual shows. This was you just being apprehended by a group of crack addicts in D.C. who yes. kept you up at 2 a.m. and had you yell out sex acts and drink hot sauce. That was, honest to God, the highlight of the evening when the let out at 2.30 there was just like a kind of, I don't know if you, there was a very drunk, I I don't know the pronouns of said individual, but like, masculine, <laughs> yeah, masculine-ish, but like in a tied off shirt, kind of still, so it's like, ah, it was like, prison gal pal action vibe, I don't but I say that because this person was running around just snatching booze out of the hands of other people on the street. So I'm imagining, remember that episode of King of the Hill where Bill shows up outside the women's prison to court literally anyone who walks out the gates? I get my husband, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So What's you your saying, name, you Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, that kind of energy, sure. Yeah, and I was just laughing at all these people who... I guess, didn't want to appear offensive in any way. So they're just like, okay, this person can just steal my liquor, I guess. (laughs) You seem nice and I don't want to get murdered. (laughs) Sure, we're sharing that. I don't want to get canceled. So you keep committing theft. COVID be damned. Let's just all share germs. Heavily inebriated. Yeah. No, there was no sharing. Once this was taken, it was gone. This person (laughs) would just bike away and then drink in a nearby alley and then come back out i I watch the behavior continue i love that so you're describing my new personal hero a person who just does what they want takes it into an alley and devours it yeah like uh batman if batman fought sobriety like (laughs) like just swooping out of the dark (laughs) the victim goes ah and then yeah batman returns to read Uh, yeah, so that was my Friday show, and Saturday, 
was a a more rehearsed show and like usually a big winner um mm-hmm. but it's a show where we don't collect uh technically money ahead of time so it's all mm-hmm. air quotes donation so we don't have to deal with taxes and what happens is we rent out this facility that seats like 110 and 80 something people say they're going to show up online and then night of 35 people show up but we have 110 seats that we've let them spread out over so you try to get laughs going in that environment <laughs> when you just feel the jokes literally getting sucked into the vacuum of space really like it's just you could feel like it's it was like trying to light a fire with two twigs mm-hmm. you know you're just like you could get a couple sparks going in one patch and you're like oh keep going keep going and then like a strong wind comes and you're like Tuck. And that was, it was 60 minutes of torture that way. And then Sunday, at least, I was perked up because my good buddy, Michael Johnson, who's like legitimately most talented improviser I've seen do it and happens to be on the show sometimes and be a friend. We were performing as a duo for the first time. And uh, we wound up being still against this Palooza, which was having its final day in the final day that the Washington Improv Theater had been in this source theater space since, like, 05 or some shit. Mm-hmm. So, of course, everyone is there, like, they're on the deck of the fucking Titanic. You know, like, they're witnessing <laughs> the end of an era kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you know, Throwing so, their hearts of the ocean onto yeah, the stage. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, to these fucking theater nerds, like, this was the last game at fucking Yankee Stadium kind of mm-hmm. shit. Like, they were not going to miss it. So we were playing to legitimately eight other people by the time mm-hmm. we got on stage. I was really pumped for it. I had gotten called by the former, the the Reddit wife, as we called her. The oh, okay. Drunk dialed by this woman for the first time in months. She drunk dialed so many times that it somehow broke through to my phone and alerted me. Like, I thought if you were just like, hey, it's do not disturb time. Don't wake the kid. Like, mm-hmm. the phone and everything complied. But nope. Apparently, if you call me enough, goddammit, and I really mean, like, five kind, like, five neighborhood, right. my MacBook comes alive, my phone comes alive. I was up <laughs> like it was a fucking fire alarm in my all-dude freshman dorm. <laughs> like, I was just like, what is going on? I know it was that kind of like, you're awake, but you're not thinking. Like, literally senses are processing things, but you have no conscious thought for five to ten seconds. And I realized what was going on, and I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. And that was it. I was up the... R- no, I take that back. That was after three hours of sleep. I'd gone to bed at two. She wakes me up at five. I then managed to somehow make it worse by sleeping from nine until ten before this show. And Molly, I will send you video of this afterward. Like, I just need you to tell me how badly it sucks, balls. <laughs> like, I just, I need that castigation from you. You're like, I, I can't come unless a woman is criticizing my performance. Yeah, like, I've heard good things about my storytelling, which I, I really had fun with that. Perfect Liars Club. I told the story about how when I was a kid, got a 1600. It got me invited to the National Achievement Summit mm-hmm. in D.C., where I smoked a lot of weed with my buddy Howie, who's also been on the show some. <laughs> and then one time I met George Lucas and got to talk to him, and I told that whole story. And it was great. That was very fun. And it was fun to watch. Uh, it was such a good bounce back from what happened to me at the end of May, where mm-hmm. I got COVID, missed this gig, then didn't get to have sex with the uh, the little Greek half pint. Right. Um, that uh, thought I was faking COVID to get out of sex with her. And I'm like, in what universe does a man fake a disease to get out of banging your fucking 36 triple H's or whatever you're packing? <laughs> but sure. Uh, and she then... might have low self-esteem. Oh, she did. Yeah. Um, and then I got into that street fight with the dude. You know, like I, I beat that Oh yeah, the guy, guy who was like wailing on his girlfriend. Yeah, and then I fucking tussled <laughs> with him, which was great because I fucking threw him around, but I still from when I took him down to the pavement, those those things have just never healed. It looks mm. like I have permanent ketoid scars from it. Which is fine. Scars <laughs> are cool as shit. Not gonna lie, but especially on my knees. 
like being a white dude in my 40s it's like oh do you just have like real bad eczema or something <laughs> yeah you're like oh you know they have drugs for plaque psoriasis yeah and i'm like no i beat a man i, swear. I beat a man with my bare hands for chivalry yeah and everyone's like well what is, what does you being cut up mean have to do with you beating a guy it sounds like he beat you and i'm like beat me with what a chunk of pavement like come on like, so yeah I guess yeah. that's kind of, those are the, the big hits of my thing. And yeah. I mean, those are all perfectly legit reasons to take a podcast hiatus. Um, yeah, yeah. Performing comedy and performing kind of lingus. Is One this is not the audio warm up room for the magic on stage? Yeah. <laughs> you perform for people at 2 a.m. drinking hot sauce. Oh God! Oh God! It was the worst. Oh, it was just so humiliating. I, love I just have this image of you being like anything for my art, glug glug. glug. Yeah, because that's how we are. It's like no matter how skeezy the situation is, it's like no, when you're doing what you love. Yeah, for me, wait, wait, it's your own. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I was honest to God, like, look, I have no shows coming up here. I'm not going to pitch them any shows. <laughs> Like, A, I don't have any ideas, and B, I'm not one of the darlings at this place who, you know, there were some people who had five, six, seven shows picked up, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, fuck it, I don't piss in contests with any of these people. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, look, if I don't do this, I will have never performed at this place again. And it was like, I'll be honest, it was cool to be in the, like, the fucking green room a couple last times. But yeah, especially that third one where I hadn't eaten half the day because I was trying to watch my calories. And so you're talking like, I was drinking like fucking Carolina Reaper hot sauce. It wasn't even like Tabasco or something vaguely Christian. It was like, oh no, this is like real hot sauce. And I was like sipping it like, you know, a Marg. And I'm not shitting like about three minutes into this five minute set like I was almost like hallucinating like I started seeing starbursts and stuff because I had drank I had consumed like a lot of hot sauce like I was just sipping it like it was V8 this sounds like we're just like doing a broadcast about like alternate ways for kids to get high because it's like cheesing kids, you know, like, I like, shit you not a yeah. bunch of hot sauce and see what happens fucking don't pre-coat your mouth and sip that stuff and you will I mean, I felt like I was melting and I started seeing things and I had to chew on gum for like an hour to get that shit out of my mouth. Nice. Mm-hmm. Good times. Great well, times. All right, Molly, we're recording again soon now that you're settled in, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. This is Vermont spitting fire. You can't wait. And yeah, sorry oh, that exposure to female breasts has made me unfunny. No, I'm sorry that I attended a block party and now I feel like I'm already just like done. <laughs> like, oh well, no, who am I going to sell the show to then? Taken over. If what? you can't, if you can't hack it, who am I selling this to then, Sarah? <laughs> Sarah doesn't want to hear you talk about a three-legged race, you stupid Jew. <laughs> Go back to being more unhappy so we can be funny again. <laughs> All right, I'll do it. Okay, right, me too. Techies. We'll record again maybe four or five days. We'll we'll get some reps in. Okay, poop a Jew. Bye. Bye.